Welcome to the Tribe of Spoken Podcast. Our mission as coaches is to help leaders build themselves into the person their people needs them to be so that they can build servant leaders. If you desire to be a better leader and a better person today, then you found your tribe. Welcome to the Tribe of Spoken Podcast. This is part three of our very first episode, The Mental Monster, Becoming an Absolute Beast of a leader. In the first two parts, we discussed the three components that make up this uh, mental monster mentality toward leadership. The first being a belief in your people and what you're all about, uh, and and the subsequent value that your people feel about what they're doing and themselves as a whole because of your belief in them. In this part that you're going to hear today in part three we're really going to dive into the second component and that's the we use two terms for it dedication or commitment and after studying these two i realized that i much prefer commitment to dedication dedication is a strong support for something but commitment is a willingness to give your time and energy to something that you believe in It's making a promise. And that's what you do when you believe in your people as a strong leader. You are making them a promise that you are going to lead them and help them grow. And we're going to dive into that today in this third part of our very first episode. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. And just like trickle down. Right. Um, And then when when those ninth graders and tenth graders, they're mentoring through that process become 11th and 12th graders they'll become their squad leader we break up into squads of four people and there's a squad leader and so once they've had a couple of years of leadership development then they'll be in charge of their squad and so it's a it's a legacy that we're trying to create and pass on as every group of ninth graders that comes in they just they get a fresh dose so but let's let's go to back to that that question a mental monster a leadership monster but I think what we've what we keep saying and that resonates all the way through everything we've said is empowering our people and letting them know we believe in them and empowering with it right so what would be another what would be another trait of a mental monster in leadership well I I want to go. I want to stay with where, where you're at right now on okay. what, what, what we're doing as leadership leaders for them. You're talking about empowering them, but also developing them. Mm. That development piece is huge, and and you doing as what what you just said, putting them in those positions helps with that. Having those open discussions, those open, honest, raw, and painful discussions, man, that that does help them fill in those gaps and become, uh, you know, better and stronger. Mm-hmm. I think that um, you as a coach putting leadership as high up on the pedestal of all the things that you have to do as a coach, all the logistics for the travel and all this other stuff. And then the coaching, the plan for the play, the strength and conditioning program, uh, all of that's all well and fine. But this is a whole different an avenue, you know, of putting players in there, emphasizing uh, character and leadership as uh, as something that's 
more important to you than or seemingly more important to you from their perspective than some of the other things. You put that such a, as a high pedestal and hold that in such high regard. Um, and it's it shown through your wins and losses because I'm sure you've not always had the best athletes. Um, oh, no. And and sometimes you, you've been overmatched, but um, having the right mentality and making them mentally strong um that that makes that makes athletes and soldiers makes them a very difficult uh problem for for others for their opponents Mm -hmm. so um i think that's really important for from that just taking that uh development piece and emphasizing that absolutely and just to add something that i well, I left off. I, I failed to mention. I, I told you when I first come into a program, I, I let them know straight away I believe in them. So automatically, I was vulnerable, right there, right by telling them I do believe in you. And now I, I gotta honestly believe it. It's not, it can't come out of my mouth if I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. And if I don't act it, if I don't act that out and model that every day, then I'm a liar to them. Now. What I, I'm using that to preface what I wanted to say is when I talk to them about their weaknesses, then do you honestly think someone's going to tell me their weakness just straight away? No. no so, they they got to hide that. They got to hide it. It makes them look right. weak. Right. And so this is where as a, as, a, as a leader, you have to be vulnerable enough to let them in on your weaknesses. And so I'll give them, I, I'm not afraid, and, and leaders can't be. You can't be afraid to point out your weaknesses. But then you got to be in the same breath. you got to point to the lesson you learned, right? So that they don't see a weakness as a failure, but they see it as acceptance of learning. So that then they're not afraid to fail in practice. Coach, I messed up today. Yeah, okay. Do you have a bad day? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you did these five things great. You did this one thing bad. Okay. So, how's this one thing going to help you next time do six things great? Right. And if they're not ready to have that conversation because because you've told, hey, I messed this up. Right. Last year, last week, yesterday, today. But this is what I learned from it. This is what I'm going to do with it. If they if they don't hear that from you, then they don't trust you. They got to trust you first. But you got to be vulnerable before trust comes. That's stealing that from Brene Brown. I don't know how familiar you are with her, but um, so right though. I mean, it's it's it goes in that order: vulnerability, then trust. And you're not going to get them to look at themselves with that fine of a lens and admit it unless you model it. Mm-hmm. So that's where we start our 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 leadership training is. Hey, this is where I've gone wrong. Not what, I, not everything. Hey, here's everything I got right. And why you need to, you're not trying to create clones of yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, on the strength conditioning side with the athletes that I've worked with, um, that's something that I push for also on the failure part of it. You know, mm. not every, every rep of every set, the intent is to go to complete failure, mm-hmm. but are they pushing themselves to the point that they do fail, you know, and failing in the weight room 
is not a failure. That's when you've done, when I'm asking you for a hundred percent where you literally cannot give any more, you will go to failure or you did not give me everything you had. It's one of the two. It's there's no gray area with that. It's all you got or it's not. So um, now I believe in that as, as well um, when it's called for and when that, when that's what the intent is, when I want it all, I want it all. And let's go give, give me everything you got. And if you don't fail, then you didn't do that. And if they never do that, they never know their capacity. Right. And you can, you can take that statement, translate it into whatever environment you'd like, whether it be the weight room. That's why I love the weight room. I mean, you know, so many other things, right. Strength, resiliency, et cetera, et cetera. But the mental capacity to know what you're made of, well, that's where it's built. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same thing. Even when you're out there on the pitch, the endurance aspect, can you keep going at this pace? You know, where, where do you break down? Where do you say, okay, I've got to downshift because mm-hmm. I can't breathe good enough, you know, because I want to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And my, yeah, man, you get comfortable on the pitch. Comfort equals when goals happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I point to, an example, uh, have a sophomore right now. She's kind of sheepish when she came in as a freshman. You can tell she was a competitor. Here's a competitor. But she just didn't have a leadership voice quite yet. So as a freshman, I put her on our leadership council because there's just something, something about this kid. There's something innate that's going to one day, she's going to be a field general. And I can see it already, but She's been empowered by leading a squad and, and all of the things that we've asked her to look at herself and that she's, okay, I, yeah, I got this wrong. Here's what I needed. You know, we go back to that question of what do you need from a leader? And she's accepted that the things she needed, she's going to start living those out. And she's been demonstrating it here lately so powerfully when we do things to test our capacity. And players come across the line after running a 60-yard repeat, and they only have 15 seconds to rest, and they're wanting to lay down on the ground. you know. And they get about 15 seconds recovery. But after She gives them five seconds to catch their breath, and then she's on top of them. She's being unselfish. She wants to recover herself, but she's using her energy, her breath, her oxygen to go over to those and go, you can get up. And you can do another one. She knows her capacity. She is fully aware. And she's fully aware of what her people need. And, and that's never, it's not, that's not her. It's not in her to be like that. But she's growing into it. Mm-hmm. Man, it's so powerful to see. Mm. Mm. Well, um, you know, we we talked a little bit about what what you do as as a coach to help influence some of this leadership, and um, you also asked uh, about what are some of those other attributes that we look for to make you that that mental monster, that leadership monster. Um, one of the things that I look for uh, from my my athletes, from my soldiers, is dedication, and Oh boy, that's, that's a tough one because there's, for me, there's, there's real, really two types. 
uh, because you can also it's it's a fine line between being dedicated and then being selfish, you know, because yeah. it can easily lead to that. Um, so dedicated to the cause, they only see what it's doing for them. Um, so in that in that dedication, are they dedicated, so dedicated to the cause that they're willing to give up all the uh, all the ribbons, all the all the glory they give that to the other players that are there, you know, or in our case, other soldiers that are there, are they willing to, to pass on all the things that have done been done? Well, are they willing to pass it on and say, Hey, everything, this was fantastic, but it wasn't me. It was my guys, you know? Yeah. So are you dedicated to the cause or are you dedicated to the result that you yourself get? Mm-hmm. So for me, that, that, when you when you asked that question earlier, that's the first thing that came to mind. But I wanted to circle back around. But anyways, what about you? What do you think? Oh, absolutely. Well, I love love dedication. Um, I use a synonym for it, I guess, in in our one of our mantras that we have: is commitment, pride, and sacrifice. Well, commitment you got to be dedicated to something if you're going to commit to it, right? Mm-hmm. Commitment carries with it. The reason I use that term is uh, just because it carries with it like, the context of long term. Right. And so that's why I like the word commitment. But it's the same, not exact same meaning, but same ethos, I guess you would. You know, like you said, are you going to are you going to be dedicated to it for the right reasons? Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that you said that, because what are your you know, everything you do, every kind of training you do, doesn't matter what it is, is a means to an end. But what's your end? Right. Is your end for you? Or is it for us? Yeah. Yeah. And as a leader, it's got to be for us. Mm-hmm. The, the the why is your people. Right. And the ones that are following you. Uh, had a player last year. She's now at the Arkansas Razorbacks. And uh, that tells you what kind of player she was. That's why I mentioned that. But she was showered with every accolade you could gather as a high school athlete, all American, all region, all state, state player of the year. I mean, just right. Showered with things. She comes to me about midway through the season and her and another player tied for goal scored. She comes to me and she asked me, I need you to help me explain to so-and-so that I don't care who scores. I don't care how many, she said, I don't care if I score another goal. I just want to win. I just want us to win. I want to win a state champion. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. The power of your people growing into their commitment because of their safety and solidified value as a result of your belief in them, that's just two-thirds of our mental monster. Catch part four in which we'll analyze how respect becomes the third component and is established and reciprocated, as well as how it rounds out our mental monster, this complete beast of a leader and, and the vital importance of respect. 
I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Thank you again for joining us. I pray that your day is blessed and that you have grown today as a leader. The tribe has spoken.